morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Golden Life. I am not the baritone Kevin Carroll who can just, you know, fill room with his voice. But I am here because Kevin Carroll's voice is gone. And joining us from Asset Management Group, we have got uh, Andrew Nida. Good morning. Good morning. And Mo Param, good how, morning. How are you? I'm good. Good to have you both in here. Is his voice here. really gone, or he just wanted to take Friday? Yeah. He, Friday uh, off. He, it was starting to go on Wednesday when we had Wes Durham in here. He just barely held it together, and it got worse yesterday. He was supposed <laughs> to call a softball game, couldn't end up coming out and doing it. And then I got a text from him last night saying, can you do Can you do the Golden Life? I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, I can do the Golden Life anytime. <laughs> I don't even have to. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to say this is the true story, but I was watching a, a real on on Facebook and it was in reference to teachers but it happens in every industry and they were talking about how they plan for their <laughs> they plan for their sick schedule all throughout the year really and they basically you know the gentleman he's just having fun right but he said uh, he said you know I, I identify when March Madness is when big tournaments are and you know about two days before I walk around school with like <sighs> you know <laughs> I'm uncomfortable something you know I don't know what happened I don't know I was cleaning the, I'm so cleaning saying, the duct and I might have inhaled something I don't know so you're saying with college football getting started. Kevin is like, oh, oh I, got sh- I got a sore throat. <laughs> I'm not oh. even going to go that far. I'm going to go. Kevin Carroll's looking at, it's Friday. Do I really want to work <laughs> yeah, on a Friday? I get it. I got a three-day weekend ahead of me if I don't go in. You know, he deserves this for not being here. Yeah. You know. Well, and, and to his credit, he's like, and Alan's dumb enough to just stay and work longer. He'll do right. it. <laughs> Why not? We love you, Kevin. We really do. Feel better. Get better. Soon. Yes, get better. So let's talk a little bit about you guys. Um, obviously, back here with uh, Golden Life, how are things at AMG Asset Management Group? Well, let me let me start by saying I feel like a new man because I have been consumed at least after hours with this golf tournament that <laughs> that I bored everybody with. But it's over, right? How'd it go? And uh, it was fantastic. It was great. Yeah, you I, know, I I went had a foursome. And uh, it was my first golf tournament ever participating in. I don't play golf. I haven't played golf in like 10 years. I've never played golf. Not yet once. No? No. But if I but if the beer's good, I'm willing to give it a try. We're gonna make yes. it. We're gonna make it a, a priority. Yeah, yeah. The, the, what the, to just to mock me? No. Yeah, absolutely. I bring enough of that on myself as it is. <laughs> That's the best part about golf. It should be the four of us. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, Get Kevin not? involved. Yeah. Can uh-huh. I be your built-in handicap? Yes, you can be. Oh, it oh. was good though. But it was good. Yeah, it was threesome my... with four players. That's exactly what it would be. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, it was my first one, and it it was um, you know kudos to you, Andrew, and. Uh, in your team for putting it together because it, it was spot on on every aspect from check in to uh, just the the flow of the the, the flow of the match to a lunch and and everything in between right and yeah. obviously the the overall um, uh, a your legacy and and why you raised the money for is a good cause so yeah absolutely and and it was man all the volunteers it was absolutely fantastic matter of fact if you're listening to the show take time to go out and just like our facebook page it's a daresville legacy group a daresville legacy group and it's just simply a community uh, of of men and women that want to you know help get out there raise support similar to like a booster club but community focused and uh, and and use those resources for our student athletes there in Adairsville. So, yeah, great place. Go out there and, and, and like that page. But it was a great tournament. We had 128 uh, players. That's pretty. You know, that's pretty that's intense. Mostly full. I yeah. Would say. Right. Right. So we had 32 golf teams, and uh, it flowed. It was just a fantastic yeah. day. Ton of fun. So Excellent. 
But with that said, you asked about how AMG is. It's uh, I feel better because that's behind me. <laughs> and uh, and now we are, what, one week away, right? One week away. Can't from, believe it. And I, We've been talking about this for months, but one week away from uh, a migration from TD Ameritrade, which is the custodian ship that we use for our clients. Uh, TD was purchased by Schwab. And um, so now we're a week away from this t- migration to be completed. So we're moving into a Schwab relationship. And that is that was a big undertaking. Yeah. I mean, you're talking all of our clients having to do new paperwork get new account numbers, get familiar, familiarize themselves with the new system. And so, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for we've been talking about this for months now. And here and, it is. Here it is. Yeah. And so, you know, to we, we thought about on today's show kind of a, a last minute change of schedule. Just talk about, little, you know where we've been and, and, and what it looks like to be a client of our firm. I mean, you know, Asset Management Group, we're at, a, I guess, a season of life uh, where we've been able to get to where our focus is, you know, our focus is always our clients. Uh, but growth is no longer like the necessity, mm-hmm. okay, which is a good place to be. I think any, any small business owner would know that when they can get to that place where mm-hmm. they're just in a good rhythm, uh, it's a good place to be. But what's beneficial, I think, there and what we've been able to do at Asset Management Group is just like drill down on this experience uh, of what it's like to be a client, right. you know, and um, and that's, you know, that is our focus, you know, instead of focusing on, you know, marketing campaigns and workshops and, uh, you know, we love the radio, but instead of like pouring tons of resources on TV and all this stuff, which is fantastic, we've been able to you know, turn this whole system upside down and actually pour it back into our clients, Right. you know, and, and, and I think that's our mission, you know, assuming, assuming that as a, as a quality investment firm, we, we take care of the financials. I'm gonna let Mo talk about that in just a little bit when it comes to, you know, how we're structured from an investment perspective, but assuming we're going to implement and deploy successful strategies there, how great is it to be able to be a member of, of a family that, that is going to reinvest in, in great experiences? Yeah, if, if you've taken on a, on a small scale to like your favorite restaurant, right? And you, 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 know, you and your wife, you're debating, all right, I've got restaurant A and restaurant B to go to. They're both good food, mm-hmm. right? But what, what drives you towards one another? It might most likely be the experience. Right when you walk in, does the does the mater the the hostess remember you? Do they you know put you at the best table? Is is the the presentation from the on the plate? Does it just look different when you walk out? It's just a completely different experience, and the elevated experience, and that's what we're doing now with uh, the focus and shift now is to make our clients know that. Um, the, the experience they're going to receive from us mm-hmm. is nothing that they're going to receive anywhere else. You know, it's kind of ironic. I recently had a chance to uh, interview State Labor Commissioner Bruce Thompson, who mm-hmm. took over as a Labor Commissioner at the last election cycle. And I asked him for an update. And he goes, because he wanted to change the culture. And he said, I had to get in here and remind everybody, we're in the people business, not in the politics business. Right. It's a people business. We are relationship-driven mm-hmm. Sounds like you are embracing that same thing. You could get financial advice from lots and lots of people. Where are you going to get the personal relationship that you want that you know you're having a good experience? Right. Yeah, and relationship has to go beyond transaction. And in our industry, that that can be tough, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, the core of what we do is handling someone's financial well-being, right? That has to be buttoned up. And so, but but here's the key. If all of your engagement is just around money, you miss it because- Yes, we're managing someone's finances, but we're managing someone's finances 
so that they can live their life. So if you're not in tune with what their life looks like, if you're not in tune with the life that they're living, I think we've missed it as a firm. And so uh, what we've what we've done in our schedule for 2024 is going to be incredible. But but what we've done to to work toward this type of new uh, kind of culture of asset management group is, you know, I'll give you some examples, uh, a nice dinner for for our clients, top clients, bourbon tasting, hmm. steak, you know, great fish, you know, uh, we're doing wine tastings. Right. We're doing uh, game night events. Yeah. And if the Braves make it to the World Series, maybe. Maybe. Maybe some World Series tickets. Wow. Oh. No pressure, Braves. World Series tickets. No. But, but, you, but you get the point, right? You know, it's, 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 it's a, just a higher level of contact where, you know, a client can bring their spouse. Uh, you know, we, we host um, a viewing of the Cartersville Christmas Parade. This year we'll have a Santa. So, you know, hot chocolate, bring the grandkids, get a Santa, get a picture with Santa. You know, that entire experience for our clients. Now, let me ask you this because we live in a, obviously in a, in a workforce that's multi-generational. We've got a lot of different aspects. A, a boomer, a Gen Xer is probably going to look at maybe that relationship differently than a Gen Zer who might be mm-hmm. just trying to get their feet wet in financial planning. How do you guys manage the different generational aspects of that managing the relationship, the experience? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think what you're saying is a good point. And and obviously we kind of classify certain clients that would be more in tune to participating in a specific type of event, right? Yeah. Um and so we we obviously invite those that we think are going to get most out of it. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um for instance, uh, casino night. There's not everybody's going to want to come to casino night, right? But for some people it's it's, it's an absolute fantastic time. It's a loads of fun, mm-hmm. um, live music, great engagement. So, you know, I think you're right though. It is. It's kind of. Um, I tell you what, planning for the year ahead, looking out at our clientele, which is very diverse, and and saying, okay, what can we do to really cater to what they might enjoy and need, and and and. I'll be honest with you, as a as a you know a husband and a father of three boys, and three active children at that, you need someone from time to time to put something on your schedule so that you can have fun, you know, in, in regards to that type of engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're moving it, moving around, uh, you know, with your work, with your business, with your spouse, with your kids, you know, you kind of get consumed and wrapped in that environment, which is great, obviously, right? But then it's it, it was, it's a nice peace of mind to you know when you look at your calendar you're like oh forget about that uh, that bourbon tasting or that uh, whatever it is for um, that my advisor's put together for us mm-hmm. so yeah I mean we're date night date night right I mean it's it's we're really looking forward to what asset management group is going to look like moving forward well one of the things uh, that I know before when I would do this show with your dad. As he said, you have to remember everyone's different about what they want to plan for. So these kind of events, I think, are great reminders that we save all this money and we work so hard to be able to enjoy life, not just because we want to be at the grindstone forever. That's right. That's right. And uh, and man, I I don't know. But but with the life that we're living and the economy we're in right now, I feel like everything forces you to stay in that mentality of that grindstone, you know. Um, not to get you know onto well, economics, but it, it it does. It's it's either that or a combination of maybe trying to reprioritize. We talked about that before. I think Mo, when you and I were here together, about how do you prioritize your funding? Maybe you, you maybe you liked the six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar home, 
But now you got to decide, as I'm getting closer, would it be better to have a smaller home, maybe cut some of my expenses, maybe live less lavishly in some areas to then put it in other areas, especially if there's uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is which is like, that's a tough thing to do, you know? It really is. But what's, fun, what's funny well, is it's like— when you get accustomed to something, mm-hmm. and then there's un- unseen forces that are weighing in on you, that's stressful. You may have to have that real conversation about, like, what do you really need? What's right. funny, though, is I feel like, you know, from uh, from the way that people think and it's easy for us to identify the priority. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, you ask somebody like, what's what is your priority? You're, well, you're going to say, you know, my my faith, potentially my my children, my children's activities. Um, but then you say, well, what does your schedule look like? Well, I travel five days a week for work and <laughs> try to you know, and it's like we can identify. Right. You know, but that doesn't mean we're going to actually do something about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and we struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, I mean, we all struggle with that, I guess. It's tough. tough. You know, all all of us are being pulled into different directions at the same time and trying to figure out which direction to go to first. You know, it's you know, it's that, you know, I think about like work life balance and I I would say there's no such thing as work life balance. Or you just got to kind of balance life within work. Right. right. That's really it. And balance work within life. It's just life. Well, there's yeah. no 50-50. It's just, it's just life. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's, you know, there's times where I'm at the soccer field or the ball game and I might pull up my, my phone and answer an email from a client. Right. I mean, I'm there, yeah. but it's, it's just has to happen. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just prioritizing and figuring out what is the most important thing for you at this moment, at this season of your life right now. And an example of when you're retired and fixed income or, you know, there is a limited amount of discretionary income, you've got to prioritize what's what's more important. Well, here's the other thing I think people need to realize. Just because you create a priority list today doesn't mean it's the same priority list tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in flux as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, you may think today travel is the most important thing to me, mm-hmm. but then you may get to your late fifties and realize I'm not in the position where I feel like traveling. I'm not in the right health. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do more. Maybe I'd rather volunteer and do things at home. You need to constantly look at your yeah. priority list. You know, to to build on that, I would say that a retirement plan today may look look different than a retirement plan a year from now, right. five years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it never uh, seems to amaze me the amount of, especially men, who have spent their entire career in this you know corporate world. That in their 40s and maybe even early 50s, right, they they almost can taste the finish line. Like they're there, right? Ten years out, man. I, I just it's it goes slow, but they're like I'm I'm heading this way. They get to they get to 60, 65, and they're like, well, they've had an, an incredible life change. Kids are now out of the house. They're off. Uh, they wake up every day, go to work. They don't have any activities to do after work. And now they're thinking, man, you know, do I want to retire? Right. You know, do I want to do semi-retirement? Like, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know, in that massive life change, to your point, I mean, priorities can change. And, of course, for some people, priorities can change quickly because of unforeseen events. And and your retirement plan has to be able to adjust to those un- unpredictable items. One of the things I'm definitely going to add to this conversation piece, because I watched it with my dad versus my view of where I'm going to be going with my life. I didn't realize my dad basically lived for work. When he finally retired, he thought that was going to be the greatest thing in the world. He retired, and he ended up sitting on a chair watching TV pretty much all day long. And he ended up basically dying because he never mm-hmm. got any activity, never had any pursuits. Never, I think he just kind of faded. He just mm-hmm. It was done. you got to have some outside pursuits. So going back to you guys talking about doing these engagements, these activities, it's, a, it's also going to mean it's an important thing for your retirement. You can't just because you retired from work, 
We're designed to be out and social and doing things as human beings. Mm -hmm. So what's your plan when you retire? What's going to be your engagement? What's going to be your fun? Right. Um, is it going to be a civic group? Is it going to be a church? Is it going to be travel? But you need to start thinking about it well before you decide to pull the plug. Yeah. On yeah. retirement, I mean. Not on yeah. not on life support. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, not I didn't realize how that sounded. But yeah. I mean, my wife and I have talked about that a lot. We're like, okay, if we want to retire in our mid-60s, or I'm, in, I'm lucky enough, I found a career that I just could do this the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But I'll still want to get to a point where it'd be nice to take maybe three weeks off to go travel rather than three days, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You still have to figure out, well, what are we going to do, right? You mm-hmm. should be having those conversations probably in your mid to late 40s, maybe early, early mm-hmm. 50s, because it is going to hit you really quickly when right. all those things happen at once. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, and those, some of those things, you know, you kind of test drive it on the way on a route to right. retirement, right? So it's hard to find someone who says, I want to travel, right, when I retire. But when you look at their pre-retiree life, they've never traveled anywhere, right? You know, right. so kind of test drive it, right? So if traveling is very important to you, it may not be a three-week vacation, but <laughs> you know, start with a you know a week-long vacation and and pick a spot that you've that you've uh, wanted to go to it and just do it, and just test drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, we tell our clients all the time, you know, test drive some of the income that you're that you're thinking that you're gonna when that you're gonna need when you retire, right? Mm-hmm. So if you feel like I'm just throwing an arbitrary number out here. You know, we can live off a hundred thousand dollars a year of income. Then maybe two, three years prior to retirement, start to wind down and see if that is an adjust a, 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 an income that is sustainable. Right. And if it's not, that's fine, right? That's just new information that goes into your plan that we have to adjust the plan with. But trying to go from retirement, you know, like you said, grinding and working for forty out for forty years of your life, and then if you're retired, then then what? Well, and and. I'm going to take it deeper and bring it back to the book. And probably you could bring it back to even James Griffin's message at church this past week. But the book we've been reading, Strength to Strength, you know, talks about the concept of we need to be thinking about these types of things actually in our late 30s and 40s. Because, you know, all of that we, you know, seem to do and exist in life is contingent on what we do for a living. And we got to find that, that, that true purpose and meaning of life, Right. And it goes to what you're talking about, which is, hey, when I retire, what does life look like? Well, life should look like, hopefully, uh, a result of what you've identified your purpose to be, you know? And and that's where it goes back to relationships. It goes back to slowing down, seeing the true meaning of life. Um, But you need to do that early enough, you know? Um, the, The question that Pastor James asked this past Sunday at church, man, this was a, a mind blowing question, right? It was one of those things that I thought because because I've heard my dad say this. My dad, you know, he, he would make the the statements from time to time. I wonder what it's going to be like to go and ask, you know, one of the prophets or or you know Moses or Abraham or Isaac. You know, go ask these guys like, what was it like in that moment mm-hmm. when you were doing whatever, you know, whatever the event was, fighting Goliath or you know, <laughs> what was it like for you? And then you know what Griffin he kind of repurposed the question. Mm-hmm. You know, he says. What if they said, oh, that was nothing? I got a question. You know, what was life like for you knowing that, you know, the spirit was with inside of you? Like, what did you do about it? You know, and I was like, oh, God, oh, gosh. that's mind blowing, you know. Um, but but to the point about retirement and just life in general, you need to think about these things early enough, mm-hmm. you know, because the reality is, is, is you don't want to transition and figure out, God, what does life look like for me? <laughs> you, know, you know, one of the things that I. I, I had already figured out, obviously, because I've been a little older, been a little more around the block raising kids, but I'm seeing a lot of the 
and I don't mean to move it into the mental health, but this is part of, I think, the younger generation, they don't know their purpose. Mm -hmm. When you don't have a purpose, you feel like you're aimless, that puts anxiety. You may not even realize why you're anxious. You may not realize why. You may think it's something to do with politics or social media, but the the reality is you're not grounded because you haven't figured right. out what you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing, what, what, what right. energizes you. So from that perspective, i got to ask you guys, do you find yourself sometimes almost acting as I don't want to say like mental health counselors, but almost like life coaches in that sense of counseling to help maybe get people to realize that you keep dancing around this. Did you realize you do something here all the time? Maybe that's your passion. Maybe that's your purpose. I would say I would be so bold to say it's 75 to 80 percent of our meetings every single day. The majority of that meeting has nothing to do with money. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It is conversations between the husband and wife and us. It is conversations about the widowed woman who's sitting there trying to figure things out. It's the divorcee. I mean, it is someone who just lost their father, mother, their child. It literally very little are <laughs> yeah. the questions surrounded about money. Yeah, there's a there's a vulnerability in some aspects when, when clients uh, are talking to us, right? Mm -hmm. Because... Most of the times, the, the the questions that we're asking and the conversations that we're having are conversations that they're they're not having with their friends. Uh, they're not having sometimes they're not even having with their spouses to be that transparent and say, "This is what I want to do. Here's here's the goals I want to accomplish." And having someone that can help them navigate and not just listen, mm -hmm. right? Cause there's but help you execute. Right. I think right. that's the, I think that's the key thing, right? I mean, you can have a friend that you can talk to and share your thoughts and dreams with. But are they really helping you execute those dreams? And that's what we're doing. I mean, we're literally sitting down and talking to you and writing down notes, taking notes, you know, but then showing you a route, a plan to get you there, keeping you accountable and having those consistent conversations over and over. And a beautiful thing about it is when we can look back and show you the progress that you've made. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself, though, as uh, with the kind of the idea of being the coach or the counselor, the, the guys, the people who are like, because you're dispassionate third parties. You're not involved in their day-to-day. -day. There may be getting advice from a mom or a sister or a friend that may not necessarily be the best advice, and so that client may be kind of like focused on that, and you're like, well, wait a minute. You keep saying this, this, this is what your mom's saying, but you keep mentioning this, this, and this. Have you mm -hmm. thought about maybe, like, do you find yourselves maybe guiding people more than? Oh, yeah. 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 And then, you know, the, the, the occasional brutal, honest transparency that you have to provide, you know, the... You know, just like we talked about, the, the idea that our, our priorities don't actually match up with what we're actually doing, you know, mm -hmm. and occasionally saying, hey, this is what you keep saying you want, but you're never going to get there because this is what you keep doing. Right. right. You know? Right. And, and yeah, I mean, those happen too. But see, that's the point is the, our firm, and I think this should be necessary with all firms, it, it has to be relational, right? right? Because that's the meaning Ultimately, that and that's the delivery that you're providing to a client. Yeah, I think I think any any relationship is it's either one or two ways. It's either you're going to try to develop it to be a relationship, or it's transactional, one or the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no I'm out, there is no in between. And for us, we we're, we're not doing a transactional you know conversation with a client. It's everything is built on relationships. 
This is a, by the way, folks, if you're tuning in, this is our uh, weekly show we call The Golden Life. We sit here with Asset Management Group. We've got Andrew Nida and Mo Param in studios talking about their business. And it's always about trying to give you ideas to think about, maybe spur you to do something, maybe for the first time get off your keister and maybe do something actively rather mm -hmm. than passively. Uh, but we're having a conversation here more about just the direction of the organization itself. You guys have evolved even in just the short time that you've been on this show. It's sort of like taking on that relationship. You're bringing it up more, at least. I'm, right. From my perspective, I'm right. hearing more of that in the content of each show rather than just, well, here's what you do step one, and here's what you do step two with your finances. Like you mm -hmm. said, 80% of what you guys probably talk about isn't necessarily calculations. Right, and, and, and honestly, it's the way it should be because – you know, a client should should have enough confidence. Well, confidence has to be built, right? And trust has to be built. But, but you know, people come to us because we are established, right? People come to us because we already do a great job when it comes to to finance and money management. And I say that humbly, but it, but that's what we do for a living, right? right? We are expected to deliver in those capacities. So, in our mind, when someone comes to us, it's yes, we're going to understand your plan, we're going to understand your financial needs, and we're going to implement and deploy. But then it goes. Then it has to go much deeper. And you know, it's just been it's been amazing. You know, I'm amazed all the time and reminded that you know how blessed we are to to be a part of an organization that has come to a place where it's at. Um, you know, to be to be the size that we are, but then to be able to kind of live in this small town vibe feel, if you will. I don't know if Cartersville is really <laughs> a small town anymore, but you know, to be here at home and and to continue to be able to walk around and look at people and say, you know, we. We're taking care of you, you know? Mm -hmm. We're going to make sure you're taken care of. All right. As we're, we still have a few minutes left, we're, as they're starting to wind down, I know part of the relationship, relationship piece is things like this, reaching out via radio. But, Mo, you guys take these interviews or these, these conversations on the radio, and you put it out there for people to be able to go back and listen anytime they want. Yeah. Yeah. We, we repurposed this, these conversations and put them on our podcast. So um, your uh, the golden life on apple spotify wherever you get your podcast from so you know the beautiful thing about it is that you can share this information so mm -hmm. if you love what you're listening to download um, the podcast and then share it with a friend the question i was going to ask you is do you guys do additional podcast episodes other than just this weekly radio show turning it into a podcast we, we do. do we do we have a client only podcast but and, it's not reserved for the public. But it's not reserved for the public. So <laughs> right. you have to be a client to listen to it. But that's another way. That's another way for clients that we engage with our clients on a different level because we're talking more personal about, you know, what we're doing. But we're also talking about what we're doing within their plan overall. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a deeper conversation than just broad topics in the, in the market and the economy. It's it's a more intimate setting because we're, we're really going – deep into the planning styles and the gotcha. planning instruments we're putting together. All right, I got to ask you this question. You started off talking about rolling into Schwab after the takeover mm -hmm. from TD Ameritrade, right? Yes. Let me ask this. For you guys, you as the owners of the business, you as the financial planners, advisors for people's lives, what do you do and what does like Schwab give you in terms of tools to stay on top of trends and training and how to be able to stay on the bleeding edge if you will of like mm -hmm. you guys need to start using some vlogs you need to start doing some video you need to make sure your social media, like what do you guys do and how do you stay on top of the trends yeah so you know to keep it very simple schwab is um it's you know it's nothing much more than like an, a banking institution right um and that's the way we look at them we need a great relationship with them but just like your bank your bank doesn't tell you how to spend your money and schwab doesn't tell us how to invest money right uh, but when we do invest they process the transactions they keep up with the debits and credits of the books right so 
So we need a good relationship there, but but it's not our go-to source when it comes to really fundamentally understanding a full-on investment strategy and how we're going to deploy it. That comes from, oh my gosh, we don't have the time to discuss <laughs> mountains of research and 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 conversations with obviously other analysts and you know, as we've always said, our our our, our ideas are a combination and an evolution of a combined group of ideas. Right. So we are uh, privy to being able to deploy an investment strategy while also cherry picking the greatest minds in the business together. So are there conferences you guys attend or virtual trainings? I'm just curious how, yeah. once again, how yeah. do you share that kind of within the industry, that knowledge and try to decide, oh, that sounds cool what they're doing over here. Maybe we can implement that. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just curious how you guys stay on top because you can get so caught in the day to day that you lose sight of where the industry may be. Go- not necessarily. Not in a bad way, but just like, what are the trends? What are the things other people are trying that you would be willing to try within your own house? Yeah, we go to conferences, and we have two conferences scheduled for the rest, uh, for two more by the end of this year. Uh, we speak to other advisors. I mean, we're talking about uh, a good relationship that we have with an advisor up in Pittsburgh. He's doing great things for his clients up in Pittsburgh, and we're going to be on the way here, actually. We, we sent him a text and said, hey, give us uh, some dates when, when we can come out, go fly up for a day pick your brain mm-hmm. and go to dinner at the end of the day, but then really see what you're doing, what you're, you know, what, what experiences are you doing for your clients, how you're managing your clients right. money. And then using that again, like Andrew mentioned, using the best of the best minds to, to put our own twist to mastermind to groups. I mean, you name it. You know. We, uh, we're out of time, but that's why you guys got to just set your calendar to come back every week, 9.05, following Bartow Sports Zone. We've got the Golden Life with Asset Management Group. Andrew, quickly, someone who's listening wants to reach out, have that first initial free consultation. Where do they go? Yeah, very simple. Shoot us a text. Give us a call, 678-982-5855. Thanks, guys. Till next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.